Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. I got told yesterday that my greeting, my hello, 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 is signature to me. Yay! I was like, hey, I love it. We needed a signature. Yes, yeah, so you've got your signature. Uh, stay lifted. Yep. Okay. Yep. Apparently, and I have mine. Apparently, hello, hello, hello. Stay lifted. <laughs> so, welcome back to another week, everybody. We're so excited. So much going on. <sighs> How's it going, Miss Laura? It's going good. I am. Eagerly awaiting the return of my smallest dog in from the snow so I can close the door. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm good. Looking off into space. We had um, some adventures in weather. And then, um, goodness, I think the purging is going to be the focus of my stories for the next couple of weeks, for sure. Right. Well, last week, our uh, episode was how to Marie Kono, how to cone Marie. Your can of closet. <laughs> yes. We, we are. Uh, basically, the conclusion was just get rid of everything. Don't worry about it. There's always going to be a way to smoke. <laughs> the uh, boxes, I thought I had gone through most of the sentimental stuff. And my, my newest theory is I, I basically, I pare it down. And then I wait a few weeks and then I pare it down again. Right. So. I thought I had kind of gone through all that and ran across a whole drawer in a legal sized filing cabinet, jam packed full of crap. Of course. Of paper crap. Right. So I think that's going to pretty much, yeah, be my stories for a while. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. I mean, all I had to do was watch the Netflix show, and that's my story too. Except the only thing is, I can't figure out, or not figure out, but it just doesn't work for me. You know, her system is like, oh, take every single thing in your whole house that's in that category out and put it all together, right? Like, so if you're going to do the clothes right. stage, you got to find all the clothes in your whole house, like what you're talking about, right? Finding, oh, another drawer. Oh, there's one more closet, whatever. She says, take it all out, put it all in the middle of the room, and then go through it one by one and, you know, do it by category. I'm like, but who has the time for that? Because literally we're talking about taking up an entire room of my house for like three days or more while I literally spend all my time just touching clothes. You know, yeah. I, I, I can't do that in real life. That's not real. I can do one closet at a time and I can do it three times. <laughs> yeah. Because the first time I didn't quite take out enough and the second time I'll take out a little more. The third time it's going to be harsh. And I think my travel experiences in the past, going from lots of luggage to 10 days with a backpack. Right. Um, 
I, I get to the stage where I'm like, I have this visual and I know we had talked about all the Portuguese sidewalks are cobble. Right. Full, but it's brutal on rolling luggage. Right. So all I have to do is remind myself when I'm not sure what to do with something is, do you want to carry this girl? Right. Or do you want to carry that cute shirt that you love and want to have? So or... I, or whatever Be able to buy a pastry while you're walking down the street. <laughs> so basically, yeah. And now what I've decided, and you know, you never know how much of this my kids are listening to or not, but I'm I'm basically giving all the crap to them to make the decision. I There's love it. If they want to put in a box and keep someday that reminds them of their mother. Great. If they want to discard it, I don't really care. But yeah. the stuff that's on the limb or on the the edge of is this of some value? I just put in a box marked whichever kid I think it could make that choice later. Right. <laughs> Pass on the buck. But actually, you know, they're still they're all separated, so they're all only gonna get a box or so, so it'll work out. Yeah. Big fun. So and there is no there is no time to do it all in one day. No. So. I mean it's Nobody just not real. Time. I mean, if I was getting paid to be on a TV show, then yeah, maybe I could do that. But I'm not. Her book is more practical. I had her book on audio, gosh, probably four or five years ago when we moved into this house. Oh, actually, three years ago, probably. When we moved into this house, as I was starting to try to, because we moved up here so quick, I had boxes right. of crap threw into boxes. Yeah. So I had gotten her book on audiobook and had listened to that while we were setting up this house. So a good chunk of that process is done. But yeah. nowhere near. Nowhere near suit two suitcases full. <laughs> you have a bit more downsizing to do to get to two suitcases from a three bedroom home. Yeah. With a commercial kitchen. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. A little, gonna little be a further bit. to go. <laughs> so what's your strain of the day then? Uh, how are you getting through it? What's the deal? You know though? what? I'm going to grab my battery. Hold on one second. Well, instead of just leaving y'all just sitting there with nothing. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had found that my vape battery, if it is like just barely charged, I, the hit is harsher. Uh-huh. That's my tip of the day for vapes. You want my other tip of the day for if vapes? It's, if it's charged, <laughs> you mean? My battery or is Or you mean not when it's almost dead? When it's almost dead. Uh-huh. It hits harder. It's hard. It's hard. Harsh. It, Mm-hmm. It's just not enough to get the vapor to the point where it is right, or it might even burn the vapor somehow because it can't just get to the right temperature or something. Maybe it's just not, yeah, it's, I feel like it wasn't hitting right, so I ran over and charged it this morning right when we were starting. Um, and my other vape tip, I tend to not use vapes around the house. They're more for me for when I'm out and about. Right. Um. That in mind, they sit around sometimes in my odds and ends drawer. Right. And they either get cool or they settle or they get thick. And yeah. you find when you pull them out that they won't, you think they don't work. Right. And I know a lot of people get vapes returned because they're saying they don't work. They don't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. If you're a girl, put it in your bra, <laughs> take it off the battery, put that vape in your bra, tuck it under, and leave it in there five minutes. And put it back on the battery and I almost every time that is my trick 
to getting it to work again. Yeah. That's the secret. Uh, and some of them, you can, if they have a button, you can push the button and kind of preheat it a little bit. That might work also. But, um, yeah. Tuck it in your bra. Yeah. That's, that's the key. So my strain is much better hit. Woo! <coughs> Still making me cough a little, though. Yeah, maybe just because it's so strong. So what are you smoking? What is it? DJ Short is the strain. Oh, interesting. That's what I have, too, right now. You kidding? But it's DJ Short Blueberry. Well, I can taste the blueberry. This is a pure raw earth yeah. vape. So it's mm-hmm. P-U-R-A, earth yep. vape. And it's an 80% indica, 20% sativa. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I would say fruity is a good... Blue, maybe blueberry. Are you smoking the flower? Yeah, I have. The, well, not. I'm not smoking it right now because you know me and Indica's. Uh, right. But I have it right now. It's my. You know, it's one of my nighttime. I have two nighttime strains right now on hand. And where did you pick that one up? Uh, let's see. I picked that For- up at. Hold on one second. I just got to think about it. Uh. <coughs> I go to so many places for so many different things. Right. Uh, but, oh, it was actually Emerald is where I went to for it. So I'm not sure who grew it, actually, because mm-hmm. uh, Emerald yeah. doesn't always only sell their own stuff. Right. I'm just curious if it's them. But I will say, you know, like it's their flower that they're making into their vape. I was just curious. Yeah. The, the thing I like about the Pure Raw Vape, it just took another hit and it did not. Make you cough? Did not make me cough as hard. Good. You just had to get nope. your, your lungs had to get used to the power. This stuff, yeah. So I picked one of these up in Phoenix when I was there. The the vape top does not look like all the other vape tops with the narrow. It's a rounded. It I just looks like a perfume sample atomizer to me. Yeah. It's got the clear plastic top that's not in uh, like narrowed to a mouthpiece. It's yeah. just all round. But it's really pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. What I love most about the vape, besides that it's super potent, it does really, I do feel it. Yeah. Uh, is the vape is marked. It has the strain name and it has indica, 80, and then 20 sativa written right on the vape cartridge. Nice. So when I take this off and throw it in my drawer because I want to use a sativa during the day. I'm not going to wonder what the hell it is like the other right. five, six ones that I try to write on in Sharpie and still away. Uh, I use little stickers, my child right. stickers, no less, just so I could at least like have a sticker on the Indicas. So I would at least know like, okay, this one is, you know, an Indica mm-hmm. versus a Sativa. I didn't even have like enough to, yeah, I didn't even have enough information to write much more than that on them. But, you know, yeah. So props out is not why I bought it but it is something that I noticed after that I will say as a consumer such a big if, deal if I'm in a shop now and yeah. I have a choice between two vapes yep I will pick this one because I know that it's clearly marked yeah on and the you glass. remove it just trying to see nope of course on it, the downside yeah it is going to say Something if you're trying to be sneaky. Right. On the downside, it's not going to just mix in with 
a nicotine piece of glass easily. You'd really have to look for it, I think, though. It's written in white. The actual indica sativa part is written pretty small. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it the bottle itself or the, the cartridge itself doesn't even look like a vape. So I think that you could toss it in your makeup bag. It yeah. just looks like deal, a because you know, like we were talking about it earlier, and we've talked about it a lot of times, you know, either on the podcast or just in real life. But like, they make these products for us that are supposed to, you know, make it easier to use our medicine, right? And not have to smoke. But the inconsistency and the lack of marking and clearly identifying what kind of medicine is included is Ugh. astonishing and terrible. And the truth is, I'm done with that shit. Right? Like, if you aren't going to tell me what's in this stuff that you're selling me, then why am I going to buy it? I don't care how cheap it is. It doesn't matter. Because... I yeah, I, I can just, never eat, you know, I have a re- little tiny refrigerator where we put our edibles in it, you know, so they're just kind of separate from everything. Sure. And, you know, half of them go bad because it's like, well, you know, the problem is I don't know what to expect from that. <laughs> I would like to be able to eat one to help me go to sleep, but I can't expect that I'm going to fall asleep from the things they put in these edibles and sometimes in vapes, especially if they're unmarked. And then, you know, we have the problem of not being able to tell which is which or, you know, like, uh, yeah. I don't want to just smoke. I want to smoke to treat my, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, you know. Specifics. Know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, um, I just wrote about it in Cannabis Cactus Magazine. Might be, I, I, I write it in advance a little bit, so I forget if it's this month or last month. But real recently, um just again about shopping for edibles. If you have a choice between a product that specifies its indica sativa hybrid status and the same product is just an edible, you should always choose the one that's at least indicating that, that tells you if nothing else that the producer is aware of patient needs on some level. Right. Whereas one who's not indicating if it's indica sativa or hybrid doesn't seem to understand that there's a fucking difference. <laughs> right. Stop. And the honest truth is they <laughs> they just want to throw anything on anything anyways. I mean, everything should, they just, oh, like hybrid. Okay. So not even a hybrid. hybrid. You know, a, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's a bucket of whatever the fuck they had laying exactly. around. Exactly. Salad. Right there. And, and pardon my French in, um, this is an adult podcast but this topic infuriates me because i've had two kitchens where i've had full-on battles with the license holders because they want to dump the crap they couldn't sell into the kitchen to just put in a bucket and cook with and it was infuriating i mean not to mention when we had the fights about the quality of the crap right you know it was one thing to even get them to try to keep the buckets of crap that they were giving us to cook with separate. Right. You know, I'm like, curious. Since uh, Hanameds or, you know, Dutchies, our fave ever, they're mm. so like, oh, we're strain specific and, you know, machinery doesn't even touch different strains and blah, 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 which I love. Part of why yeah. I love them, right? But love, love. I'm curious because they have an edible line as well. Love, Carissa. Do they have similar marking or indicators in their edible lines of like what it is you're actually is in the edible. 
I don't recall seeing that on the packaging. I will look real quick to see if that's changed. Um, the problem it seems like it would be an easy enough uh, adjustment for them to make, but I do know that, I mean, part of the whole way they can even make money on edibles is because they can basically use all the leftovers. It's like hot dogs. Edibles are the hot dogs of the world, of the, of the uh, cannabis world. Yeah, and they there's no reason that they can't make money. There's there's money to be made. The margins are tight, you know, as with anything with food. Sure, and if they're keeping stuff so strange specific along the way anyways, then theoretically they would have, you know. What's the difference? Right, yeah. I mean. Um, I'm not seeing anything specific. No. Have you encountered any edible companies that have done a good job? See, I keep bringing up edibles. I would talk about my strain of the day, but the truth is I'm just all questions today. And we really don't have a lot more time in this segment anyways. We got to get to commercial. But yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm about to travel. And now my I have best drink- choice is bring edibles. But how do I know what to bring so I can go to sleep at night? For me, um, tincture is still my sleep key. I have seen Iron Chef come out with drops that were, I believe, this very small bottle, like maybe a two or four ounce bottles, the little ones we use, like you have maybe for your tincture. Yeah. The little small ones. Yeah. Like I make my tincture in a 32 ounce quart jar. Right. Well, I mean, I just put them in the little bottles for giving away to other people. If I'm going to share. His bottles are about that size. And from what I saw, and I have not tried them, I would love to get my little grubby paws on a couple of bottles. Um, and would be ideal for a travel situation yeah. are 1,000 milligram drops. One Ooh. for daytime, one for nighttime. You and I have talked about this in the past, that that was my ideal if I could get someone to grow the strain specific. Right consistently that would be what i would want to do right looks like maybe tony's onto something um, so iron chef maybe huh we might have to get a hold of one of them and make them a strain of the day one of these days and get a get a hands on i'll try the indicas you can try the sativa but um a thousand milligrams for most people would last them a really long time even for us it would last a long time but right that would be, I was, you know, because I'm doing some extensive traveling as well. Right. And a thousand milligrams for me, I, you know, like when I explain to people, most of the people that I consult with, I have them, you know, starting out at like two milligrams. Right. Five milligrams is a lot for most of the people that I work with that are learning about cannabis. Right. But for me, uh, if I want to just do my stuff during the day, and, and, and I have an edible that I trust around and I know it's outcomes. About 20 milligrams is a nice get shit done. 50 milligrams is my I'm going to a concert. I really don't have the energy to go to the concert. I want to party. You know, like that kind of energy. Right. Then I go with about a 50 milligram. Or if we're going to a convention and I'm going to have to glad hand and small talk, which is my least favorite thing. Right. Um, 50 milligrams definitely opens up my social activity levels right way up so 50 milligrams you know you got a thousand milligram bottles gonna last you a long time if you're only doing five milligrams or 10 milligrams right a drop under the tongue yeah so 
that's a product I'd like to get my hands on. And I think that the sleep, you know, we've talked about the melatonin vape. We, right. I just haven't seen one. Is it out yet? It is apparently, and um, we'll have to get a hold of them. They they both would they'd like us to try them both. Mm. So we'll definitely have to get a hold of Kim yes. and give them an on air review as well. For sure. But shout out to Pure Raw Earth for the today's strain of the day. Yeah, thank you, Pure Raw. We appreciate your markings on the glass. We do because I have one too, and it's and fantastic. And I do like the um, style of the vape. I do think it's really pretty. It is. It is. And, and the pen it that comes with it is pretty too. Great, great terpy flavor, potent hits. I had, uh, I was a passenger on a road trip and snuck a couple puffs, keep my uh, car motion sickness at bay, and was very happily surprised by the quick potent effects of said vape because right. usually you know i'll do a couple it's sort of like a oh this was like whoa <laughs> so nice yeah good job all right well let's uh listen to our sponsors real quick and come back with our with our story talk in a minute hello we're back i feel like we should have like ticker tape news the new news three four three the last two were silent but you would have had to see me for it to make sense so sorry <laughs> but i was pointing at you like and we're live uh, silently yeah the um <laughs> medical marijuana licensing news is in the news as uh. all these new states now you know, we talked a lot during the election time about all the states that legalized. Right. Um, Missouri being one of them. And Missouri is uh, near and dear to my heart because I have family all over Missouri. And um, <laughs> they actually happen to have a very cannabis-friendly last name. Not to put them <laughs> on blast, but I'm right, sure they right. But all. it is funny, yeah. So their last name is Stoner. <laughs> excuse me um so basically to sum it up you know they they've said you know, we've taken all this shit all, all these years about having this last name and have never had anything to do with cannabis they're not cannabis consumers you know they're they're i'm sure advocates they know my role in the cannabis movement they aren't kicking you out of the family oh no 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 and they yeah. make sure i'm i'm always comfortable right and always come to me for advice. So Missouri is one of the states that has most recently legalized, and now they are in that licensing issuing stage. And um, the headline is medical marijuana hopefuls have already earned Missouri $3 million. They have done nothing yet. There's no wow. plants out. There is no, no dispensaries. This is just the licensing process, um, which I was – part of here in Arizona we did not get a license our someone in our group got a license which was sort of supposed to benefit us all it did not <laughs> which is fine it was a whole weird setup anyway but when we applied for licenses for a dispensary here in Arizona I believe I want to say it was five thousand dollars to apply um, not to mention you pretty much had to minor in law to fill out the application. Right. Um, 
of that 5,000, only 1,000 was refundable if you didn't get a license. So basically, um, they made millions in Arizona as well, just through the yeah. application process. And what that money was intended to do was to fund the new office that had to be created to regulate the marijuana industry in the state and to actually administer the licenses. Right. Somebody had to pay for that. So it's patients, again, paying for that. Right. Or in this case, the application fees. Um, well, Missouri, they're going to get they're planning to get those application fees back from the sales to patients. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So all in the, yeah, in the long run. Right. Missouri has a real similar state um, fee. They're doing 6000 to apply for the license. But then they're also doing a separate license for the cultivation. In Arizona, when they did it, we had cultivation went with the dispensary so they could grow their own, basically. It's the way it was set up. Here, they're literally charging separate fees to apply for the cultivation license, and that's $10,000 mm. non-refundable. So wait, so 5000 to be a dispensary. Six in Missouri. Six and 10 to grow what you're going to need to sell at your dispensary. Correct. Just to start the process. Just so to basically open the front door. It's like your your yep. uh, application fee. Wow. And I and I've been balking at these application fees at preschools, but they aren't. They are sixteen thousand dollars plus. I mean, that's just the first one because you know, really, it's like some like five million or something they need to have to be able to really do this. Oh yeah, we had to have proof of X amount of accessible funding and yada yada. Right. So they have um, what they're competing for is they have sixty-one available cultivation licenses, eighty-seven available manufacturing licenses, and a hundred ninety-two dispensing licenses in the huh. state of. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> They've paid over $3 million in application fees, and this is just 400 pre-applications for potential mm. sellers. It's wow. going to yeah. The thing about Missouri that I, like when I go to Missouri, we usually go to Kansas City, and then we usually go off into some of the smaller towns for family reunion things, or... <clears throat> Where they're just in Kansas City. So it's a big city. And I forget that it's southern or southern-ish uh -huh. in their um, kind of general <laughs> demeanor. Just, yeah. it's just That's yeah. not Midwest? I mean, isn't that called Midwest? It, is. it totally is. Oh. But there's just a southern thing. And maybe it's the Mississippi. I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know. It's not, not straight southern. Right. I mean, I don't know. I've never been, so I really have no clue. It's just my feel. It's not. And there's right. a, an accent, and it's, it's like I've been to Illinois too, and I just, and they're right next to each other, basically. Right. But there's a, just a difference. It just seems, and it's south of. Maybe that's it. South mm -hmm. of south of Illinois. Uh huh. That I feel. I feel like they're like the. Um, testing grounds for the southern states. It's almost like okay. it'll. Like they're the like they're if not, it can go here, then we can yeah. maybe work it out for some other like, places. They're gonna show them 
I feel like just a little bit of there's a chance that, look, this isn't going to ruin your state. This might right. actually. Here's $3 million we've got and it hasn't even got going yet. Yeah, we haven't even started. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for them. The, um, the amount of money, if, if the this amount of interest in getting in the industry, um, I'm sure that that's evident besides the fact that it passed. You know, it's, if you know, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if you think about it, uh, you know, it's funny how many contrary or contradictory positions people in the cannabis world hold. Right. It's very common. And there is no like, oh, you know, pot people are like this. That's just not true. hundred percent because there's just every type here and many people hold literally opposite viewpoints on issues mm. uh, in the same, you know, set of beliefs. And that's all right. But my point being, you know, people complain about, oh, the tax and it's going to be on the backs of the patients and everything. And yes, it is right now. That's a problem. I would, as you know, we would both like for there to be medical and recreational uh, avenues, you know, so that they could have different type of productions and different, you know, everything Uh, anyway. But until that day, it is going to be on the backs of patients. However, in this version of things, you know, what's going is, is is going to the benefit of theoretically the whole economy, right? Or the larger group of people. Whereas before you were still paying that tax. Right. You know, back in the day when it was all black market, I was still paying. I was always paying, in fact, approximately 40 bucks an eighth. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even an eighth necessarily they call it that but it could be who knows how much you know what i'm saying you get what you get and you just take it and you're just happy with it shut up you know what i'm saying no, no, no. no choices you just get what you get give me your 40 dollars. yeah uh and so basically point being on the backs of the patients was the cartel being built you know so to speak or you know it was just all going into like you know the hands of drug dealers at least now it's going into the state coffers which hopefully will then be turned around and used. I mean, ideally, it would be used like for healthcare benefits or, you know, other benefits to people who need them, right? So, oh, that would be ideally. We've all seen that meme. Meme, use the pot money to fix a road and call it pothole. <laughs> right? But I would, yeah, definitely. I, I think. You know, and I don't have the stats. I can pull them probably up really quick. The Colorado model, um, using their funding for schools to help support, you know, underfunded schools. And then I, I don't know if they're striking right now, so I hate to say that that's working. Right. Um, I don't know what's going on there at all. But, I mean, people have such a big issue with that, too. Like, it becomes like, oh, my God, you're funding our kids education with drug money you know it's like um wait what if we could just like reframe that a little bit y'all right like i mean is it even is it possible for you to reframe it or is just that is that just like nah way beyond your abilities (laughs) you know i watch a lot of uh crappy tv at the end of the day right My, my husband has very odd 
television taste, which I indulge if I want to do stuff on my computer. Um, <laughs> we have our systems. We have our systems. So, we oh, it's Dr. Phil. I had Dr. Phil playing on the background. And it happened to be an Arizona-based family. Mm-hmm. And the guy was accusing his father of kidnapping him. The father said he didn't kidnap him. He just had friends throw him in a car and drive him three hours away to a isolated desert location. <laughs> was it like to some kind of like boys ranch thing or something? This is a grown man with two kids and a wife. What? Yeah, his son. So anyways, yeah. So the dad kidnapped him because he was having cannabis-induced psychosis. What? Yeah, he's a <laughs> on a patient. Oh my lord, girl! WTF? So, I definitely enjoyed that one. I do wish I'd love to get Dr. Carl Hart. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, McDreamy, if there ever was one. Anyways, just because I love his views as well. Sure, but um, he's a total he, package, so to speak. He, totally, I'd love to get him on Dr. Phil because. What? I thought you were going to say on Mama's Bake. What are you talking about? I mean, oh, okay. He uh, yeah, logs on Dr. Phil. Too. Yeah, we're not quite there yet, but let's I put would, it out there. I don't want him there for any other reason than for him to debate the benefits of cannabis use with Dr. Phil. I don't have the skills, and he would intimidate me probably. Oh, does he have quick. some pretty strong opinions on it? I don't watch him enough to have any idea what his viewpoints are. I'm from Texas and I'm don't you know. watch him. He's definitely a abolitionist. Is that the right word? Well, you know, obviously no drugs. Know. Sobriety Not- means nothing, nothing. Right. And I think that's definitely his viewpoint. And he I wonder, does that mean no ibuprofen when you have a headache? I wonder if that counts. Public father, not probably unless it's doctor <laughs> recommended. I mean, well, we but know, this that young could go down a whole nother road. My point for the Dr. Hart talking to him was because this young man happened to have a traumatic brain injury. Right. And Dr. Phil was concerned about his cannabis use specifically because he had a traumatic brain injury, a TBI. Right. Um, and the studies that I have read about the regeneration. Yeah, have been very uh, positive. Have been yes, and very positive so, for cannabis. I think that basically it ended up that he's going to go get a brain study and he should quit all you know drugs. And dad was a fucking lunatic. It was it was a lot of he, this campus. He took his cannabis uh, psychotic son to. He was um, an end of times ranch, so he has oh, some God. very specific and chemtrails and yada yada. Oh lord. He was a piece of work. Uh, we're sorry for you that you had that dad, man. And we hope that you get the proper treatment for your T- T- TBI, you know what I'm saying? But um, cannabis might be one of them, FYI. But make sure you have the right strains, right doses, right sources, so you know you're getting what you're getting. So, yeah, that's uh, that was a very interesting. Now, I did pull up some Colorado here while we we're still on the taxes. They are using a lot of money for um, social services. About a hundred and looks like a hundred. That can't be right. The hundred and seventeen billion? No, 
I'm not good at reading numbers that aren't. That's too- <laughs> well, share a link. We can put a link in the podcast notes if we want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they have used about 38% or 30, it's like 38 million in social services, human services, about 20 million in education, about 20 million. These are the larger categories. Yeah. Public health um, and environment, about 22 million in local affairs, and then smaller amounts in general law, like attorney general. Yeah. Um, higher education, governor's offices, blah, blah, blah. Regulatory. Governor's offices. Uh. It says including OIT. I don't know what that means. It means officers oh, in Oh, it's Tuesday. Party time. Ah! Oh, that's it's it. Tuesday. Party time. Okay, I'm sorry. I know the governor's office isn't throwing parties on Tuesdays most of the time. I got to meet a governor once when my daughter was announced as the national poster child for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And the funniest part about that meeting, it was Fife Symington, who I do believe ended up doing time. Oh, Um, awesome. Yeah, for some kind of land fraud. Don't don't quote me. I'm not certain. Alleged time. Right. Because member um but it was it was actually you know it was the big press conference and the bank of photographers and this big whole huge deal and we go back to his office um just for like the private time quiet time and he and kelly are talking and he puts on i swear to god a pig nose (laughs) he has a pig nose on his desk a plastic one Mm -hmm. with a like a strap that goes around his head and told us the sheriff gave it to him. Hmm. I swear to God, that is my most vivid memory of meeting the governor in the governor's office at the state capitol. Huh. That's <gasps> real strange. Isn't that crazy? The crazy, I mean, the yeah. moment I've had, people don't believe. They're it's just... crazy, yeah, it's crazy. I, apparently, we bring out the weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure Sheriff Joe was the sheriff. I met Sheriff Joe once. Oh, I met him a few times, yeah. I didn't vomit, but I wanted to. Did did he have really bad dandruff? I didn't get close enough for that. I stayed away. I was taking his picture at a fundraiser. He he did a lot of MDA fundraisers, so I have run into him quite a few times. Yeah. and we were out at a rodeo in Carefree Cave Creek at like their, I forget, like a Cowboy Days or something parade. Right. And he was supposed to ride a horse or a police car's tank, whatever. Ugh. So he was meeting the kids because they were all in the parade. And there was another family there with us. And he wanted to get a picture with all of them. This man is always the dandruff thing every time I've run into him. Anyways. He wanted to take a picture, and I was the one taking the picture, and he kept, shoot! He kept yelling at me, shoot, shoot already! And I was thinking at the moment, I'm like, how many people have had Sheriff Joe yelling at them to shoot, shoot, 
You were like, oh, God, I wish I could right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was just such a surreal moment. And I kind of like. So when he's good. I'm not really a big gun advocate. <laughs> I pulled my camera down and kind of looked over the top of it at him like, really? No, but <laughs> he's like that, though. He's yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I don't know if it's real or fake, but he has a definite doofus element to his personality like full-on doofus ass fucking three stooges ass doofus type of thing going on i'm just saying so that wraps up my news for the day was the missouri is making money i mean they haven't opened the doors of a shop yet crazy love it nice so who's next i wonder Who's next? I'm not sure who's next. Who's opening next, you mean? What yeah, state? state? I've seen a lot of buzz about Florida. Oh, uh, yeah. They're getting ready. That's going to be interesting. Well, they were supposed to already be ready, and then they got put on pause again. Like, it's a lot going on over there, for sure. That'll be a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Florida's known for its uh, logical reactions to <laughs> everything. And reasonable processes for handling stuff. Oh, Lord. We'll watch how that goes. Yeah, it'll be it'll be real interesting. It'll be real interesting. If it when it does go, I just might be tapped in quickly down there. Nice. Yeah. Be awesome. Mama's baked in Florida. It's so funny because somebody was like, Yeah, yeah, would you want to come to Miami, do this work with us? Blah blah blah. Because you know, I, I consult with a lot of cannabis businesses, right? I'm like, mmm. Well, actually, I've never yeah. really wanted to go to Miami or Florida. Nope, not really. Right? Like, whoa, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the first time anybody had ever responded like that. <laughs> you said no to a no, pop. I'm good. I don't, nope, I'm good. Yeah. I like Arizona good. It's full, it's cool. <clears throat> I'll fly over there every once in a while if I must, but. Yeah, we've left, we went to a. Uh... We've left on a couple of cruises from Miami. Right. That's about you know, my visits there. Like two to three days max. I can handle oh, that much probably. I did do a little research over the weekend on um, Portugal's drug laws. The um, I watched one little YouTube video with a woman interviewing a police officer. And um, it's going to be really interesting. But... She said, so if I told you right now, and she's in his office, like the police chief of a smaller, not small town, but a smaller town. Mm -hmm. She said, if I told you right now, I have a gram of cocaine in my pocket, you wouldn't arrest me? And he goes, no. (laughs) He goes, do you care? He goes, no. No, not really. So you can have, remember we were talking last time, I think, about the drug laws there, and they decriminalized everything. Right. I wasn't certain about the amounts. So right. I do have clarification this week on that. The it looks like it's twenty five grams. This is what you could have on you right. without having an issue. It was like twenty five grams of cannabis right. is the amount. Um which is just short of an ounce. Right. And then it was Who really like walks around with an ounce on them all the time. Right? For what? Unless you're on your way home. Yeah. But the, and I think it was like a gram of 
cocaine powdered substances and it was like 10 hits of heroin or something right i i didn't memorize the meth and heroin amounts right since you weren't planning to tap into those uh legal allowances yeah not gonna be a need there (laughs) so and then i um watched another even though you've been smoking the gateway drug oh yeah (laughs) even though and then of a head shop and um they have you know the big raw paper display and you know Mm -hmm. four two kinds of bongs and seeds and all the grow supplies you could need and this is literally in the middle of the town in the like right off one of the tourist streets nice just yeah not so they're quite canna friendly Yes. But that's a, just a store, like a head shop, basically? Yep. What about a dispensary? Because you have not... you only sell it officially, illegally, through the dispensary, but it's just not, it's decriminalized, so I assume that means if you buy it from your friend, they're not tripping. Correct. Okay. And there are literally, there's parks full of people sitting around watching the sunset passing joints around. Nice. Uh, definitely, they say, you know, ask your sunglass guy. <laughs> the guy that's out that's there so hawking funny. the sunglasses in the right. tourist. He knows. He's he's the guy who's got the weed on him. Got you. Nice. <laughs> uh, so funny. But they have passed medical, and I'll have to report more on how that process works when I get there. But they passed medical marijuana last year in Portugal. And maybe that means program. they actually cover it, the it, like you know cover the cost of it. You think? Like in Germany, I'm. That's my hope. I don't know. And once I, so our plan is when we arrive. Um, looking for an apartment and establishing residency when we are we become residents after I think it maybe 90 days or so um, when you're resident you are eligible for the national health plan but then you also being expats not being um, oh, what's the word <laughs> not, a, not being Portuguese yeah we and we, it's better for us to have a supplemental private health plan. Um, and that's literally, I think someone said like a couple hundred bucks for the two of us. If that national health plan covers the medical marijuana, I will be eligible, I believe, for that mm-hmm. program. So that'll be fun to report on when I get there. And Yeah, can't wait to hear it all. And then we can all uh, plan our escape. Yeah, adventure. I'll leave the breadcrumb trail. Yeah. If nothing else, at least come visit. I know. I'm like, I don't know if Portugal's where I want want to Italy, but I feel like Italy is really expensive, huh? I haven't looked into it anyways. I say I want Italy, but I have not yet because I've had other priorities in my life. You know, I kind of do like five year stints of stuff. Right. And so now I'm at a new one. Like, okay, huh? What about in five years from now? But actually, I have just written up my in five years from now, what I'm hoping is going on. And the truth is, I always accomplish it, BT dubs. I just found an old <sighs> one that we would be retiring in Europe. I literally just found it. I love and it's it. Four years old. Yep. A whole bunch of it. old gold pages purging. I find lots mm-hmm. of old plans people do all this one year new year's resolution stuff right but i really do see my life in kind of five-year stints and that's how i think about it and that's kind of i'm like i'm 
one in the moment, but always thinking about like how this moment now is building towards what I saw in that five year vision, you know, rocking chair test in some kind of way. There you go. Right. I remember when we were in the co-op when the legalization first happened in Arizona and sitting at the desk and I managed kind of the patient caregiver relationships. Basically the growers weren't all there to give away their pot to the patient. Mm -hmm. That was my, basically I was sort of like a bud tender. Right. Uh, That, Location was also fairly groundbreaking what we were doing. We had 60 growers. We had this huge warehouse. So we had, you know, we had Steve D'Angelo come and tour our facility. We had, you know, industry leaders from around the country come to kind of see what we were doing if, or, or they were there for some other cannabis related event and came, came to visit us. Right. But we had a lot of phone calls. I got to see that place. It was awesome. Cool. It we was had like, two. It was like literally the clouds parted, heaven opened up, and the angels started singing when I walked into that room. It was amazing. That was the first time I had seen such a thing in the United States, you know? I know it had existed prior to that, but just it was my first time seeing it, and wow. And and just, yeah, everything was humidity controlled and and vented and lit, and each individual tent had a veg and a grow. It was amazing. But one of the phone calls we got, we used to get, I ended up working for one of the dispensaries that has a place here in Sedona. Prior to working for them, when we were at the co-op, they used to call all the time to talk to one of the guys there. And I used to always leave a message, my future ex-husband called. It was like a joke, because I used to always tell everybody that my vision was sitting in a rocking chair in Sedona dispensing advice in my old age like I was <laughs> the old hippie granny in Sedona now th- mind you this was in Phoenix in 2012 so two years three years two years before I ever even heard about the restaurant was nowhere on my radar opening a restaurant in Sedona right and when I told my husband I you know jokingly said you know uh, that the guy from Sedona keeps calling for advice on things or at, I think it was during the license process and they were calling cause everybody was doing their licenses and everybody was like, what the hell does this mean? And how the hell do we do that? And, um, I had told my husband and he's like, Oh sure. Like we're ever going to be able to afford a house in Sedona. I'm like, you know, I've had that dream <laughs> in Sedona. Sure. Like sh- my dreams do kind of come true, you know, hon. They kind of happen, I want to tell you. And as for Italy, I used to dream about Italy, too. And then I visited there a few times. And I think I like to visit there a lot. But it's still a little too radical for me. It's still a very, it's a, it doesn't, it's not as chill. And yeah. I think I'm definitely in my, if I were still in a different stage in my life, it wouldn't matter. Right. But I'm definitely in search for a place that, besides, yes, it is a, probably a little less expensive. But the Portuguese people are just chill. And yeah. we've been a few times, and they're just a very, they're not a pushy. I found the Italians, and I'm Italian, so <laughs> I'm allowed to say it, but I found them a little cranky. Right. In general, all over the country. I love the Spanish people. I found them to be very friendly and accommodating. And the Portuguese are like this, 
Spaniards just chiller, even more chill. So I think that is part of it for me as well. And I like to go visit all those places. I love that it's, I think also that it's so small. Yeah. Now feels comforting. And it's a real easy residency. Um, they're very, they're luring people that are coming to retire. So yeah. they make it very easy to become a resident. Whereas that's not necessarily the case. Not everybody wants you. Yeah, every country is not equally open, especially not right now, honestly, in this day and age of, you know, a lot of refugees and a lot of other, you know, transnational stuff going on. It's funny because I was just watching this show on um, Netflix last night. You know, I'm a Netflix girl. I can't lie. <laughs> but... Um, I honestly don't even know exactly the name of the show right now. Something about the big economies or something. But the point that was mentioned was uh, he was going on a uh, the narrator and host, which was, God, what is his name? Kel. Cal. Cal, I think is his name. Kumar from Harold and Kumar. But his real name is Cal. Uh, oh, yeah. Something. I forget right now. Anyway, he's the host. And he is trying to launder a million dollars, right? Interesting. And so maybe it's on Amazon. I don't even, it could be on Amazon. So he's trying to launder a million dollars on this show and he's traveling all over trying to find out what he can about how to launder a million dollars. And in a nutshell, he ends up like in Cyprus trying to do it. And apparently Cyprus is like, Cyprus and Delaware, BT dubs. Delaware is the place to uh, file for uh, a business license if you want to have a business in the United States because they have no taxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. They are amazing. So, FYI to everybody, <laughs> Delaware is the spot. People are like that all the time, and I never really had the right answer, but apparently that's the answer. Anyway. That wasn't the point. The point was he, he then ended up in Cyprus, which is touted as basically that same center for the world, you know, of banking without many restrictions, right? A la Wonderland for money launderers. Uh, but then when he actually got to the very, very end of the show and found out from, you know, kind of somebody who had been at the top of that business for many years and had gone to jail for it as well. But the real center for money laundering of the world is actually just the United States. Like, everybody wants to put their money here because nobody will take too much or ask too many questions. And they'll it'll always be safe. <laughs> I was like, man. Meanwhile, we're all trying to put our money in offshore accounts, you know. Because yeah. what, we can't figure out how to do a fake identity or something in the United States? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying do fake identities. Obvi. I'm not in money laundering. I just thought it was interesting that on this quest for things, you know, like, we're all looking out outward and the whole rest of the world is like oh yeah we're gonna put our stuff in the united states that's where we're trying to put our stuff because <laughs> those 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 people are shady <laughs> right right buy property that's all you gotta do i don't know i mean i don't have any answers like that but i do know that basically we do have it pretty damn good here i'm so excited you're going and i can't wait to come and visit you there and maybe i'm gonna move over there too someday who knows but at the same time those of us who are here still and going to stay, 
what we have is pretty awesome. So let's uh, try our best to, you know, keep it that way, kind of, or make it better or something. I don't know. Because yeah, I'm moving away. I'll still be advocating for everything here, for well, sure. Well, yeah, not to mention you're doing Mama's Bake still podcasting. Well, you know, who knows what how branding will mute. mute. I got kids here. I got grandkids. I got, got everything. Bridget. I just can't afford to retire here. Exactly. Can't afford it. Expensive. Exactly. God, and mine. when we don't have good, you know, health care for all and some That's other things, I mean, I mean yeah. it's like, yeah. That's the bottom line. Too tough. All it right. So tough. I think that wraps it up for us this week. Yep. What do you Miss Bridget? Say that again. I said, what do you think, Miss Bridget? Oh, yeah. I say we're out of here. It was awesome to be here. And we will see you next week. Stay lifted. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.